Hello, welcome to the Spirit of Praise broadcast coming to you from Tabernacle of Praise Church International, York, South Carolina. I'm Bishop Alfred Jackson. I'm thankful that you've tuned in today. I pray that the message uh, will bless you and impact your life in a powerful way. Again, thank you for tuning in. Enjoy the message. Yeah, the victory belongs to you. Victory belongs to you. It belongs to you, Jesus. Let's say, victory belongs to you. Over every circumstance, victory belongs to you. And now it belongs to us. Victory belongs to me, to me. Victory belongs to me. Say it one more time. Victory belongs to me. Victory belongs to me. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. Let's be encouraged, family. Hallelujah. We've already won. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Yes, Jesus. Glory to the name of God. Hallelujah. Yes, victory belongs to Jesus. And consequently, because we're in Jesus, victory belongs to us. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to the name of the Lord our God. It's so important to be reminded of that over and over and over again because of the things that we go through from day to day in our lives. Amen. In the book of 2 Chronicles, chapter 13, 2 Chronicles, chapter 13, and our text will come from verse 18 of that chapter. Amen. Thank the Lord for speaking through us, speaking to us through song today. Amen. Verse 18 of the 13th chapter. Thus the children of Israel were subdued at that time, and the children of Judah prevailed because they relied on the Lord God of their fathers. It, Judah prevailed because they relied on the Lord God of their fathers. I want to use for a thought today, when the odds are against you. When the odds are against you. Let's pray. Father, thank you again for this blessed privilege to stand in this holy place and proclaim your holy word. Thank you for your word. Thank you, Lord that you speak to us at all times, but in the time of need, you have a way of ministering to us in a special way. So today, God, we thank you for the word that you sent. You promised that it would not return to you void, but that it would accomplish all that you desire, that you would prosper your word in the things that you sent your word to. So thank you today. We look to you and to your word accomplishing in us all that you desire. It's in Jesus' name that we pray and we thank you. Amen. Hallelujah. When the odds are against you, 
So here we are again with another example of how God helps and delivers his children. Last Sunday, uh, we saw how God used David as a means through which he would deliver uh, the people of, deliver the Israelites from Goliath and the Philistines. Today, we'll see how God delivers Judah from the people of Israel in what some would say was an impossible situation. Um, one of the things that, that we must always realize about God is that he shows his power in the midst of what seems to be impossible situations. He comes, he comes to our, our aid. He helps us out. Yeah. Uh, at time, he helps us at times, but in particular those times when the odds seem to be against us. It has been proven repeatedly that the things that are impossible with man, that are impossible with us, are possible with God. And we have to remember that. And we have to many times be reminded of that. And I believe the message today is a reminder of the fact that the things that are impossible with us are very possible with God. Amen. I was reading one day this week, and, and, and this scripture uh, was in either the devotional or, or it just came up uh, in my reading. Thus the children of Israel were subdued at that time, and the children of Judah prevailed because they relied on the Lord God of their fathers. Yeah, and I posted it on Facebook, but that just wouldn't, the scripture just wouldn't leave me. They prevailed because they relied on the Lord God of their fathers. And I kept thinking about that. And on Facebook, I asked the question, who are you relying on? Uh, because in difficult situations and circumstances of life, it's important that we learn to rely on God that we are reminded over and over again to rely on God. One of the things I learned uh, years ago on the mission field is that when we see miracles take place, uh, when we see people coming to the church house and looking for the man of God to pray for them and, and believe in God for miracles, and we see miracles happen, is because they don't have anybody else to rely on but God. Uh, many times in America, we have a lot of things to rely on. We have our doctors and we have medicine and, you know, we get in trouble. We have lawyers and hopefully it's a, it's a just lawyer and a just judge. Uh, but we have a lot of other options, you know. Uh, we lose our job, we laid off and we have, we're laid off and we have unemployment benefits that we can draw. You know, we have means to rely on, but there are people in certain situations in life that have nothing and no one else to rely on but God. And consequently, we see a lot of miracles happening on the mission field. Here in America and in wealthy nations, we need to learn to rely on God because those things that are impossible with us, even though we may have help, from somewhere else, we'll get to the place where that help runs out. Just reading, just yesterday I saw a line, I think it was, that says that, that the extended unemployment benefits are going to run out. I think it said in September or something like that. 
You know, if you've been relying on that, you know, what are you going to do then? You need to rely on God. Rely on God. Because God can do the impossible. And of course, we're, we're talking about the people of God and for the people of God. God can do the impossible anyway, anytime, anywhere, but he specifically takes care of his children. Amen. Have you ever felt that the odds in life were stacked against you? Yeah. 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 I don't know about you, but I know I have. Yeah. You know, I stopped saying uh, I, I was checked in my spirit by saying, I feel like I have the weight of the world. I don't know what the weight of the world is. Ain't no, there's no way for me to know that. You know, that's a phrase that people use, but, but you, there's no way for anybody to know that the weight of the world is on them because you can't carry the world. Amen. Amen. If God released us out of gravity, then all of us would be flying off the earth so we wouldn't know what the weight of the world would be anyway. Uh, but, but sometimes things get so heavy on you that you just don't know what to do. And you feel like that you go from, from, from one attack to the other attack. Amen. Uh, and a lot of people in life go through things like that, from sickness, amen, uh, 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 abuse, whether it's mental abuse, physical abuse, or sexual abuse, broken homes, financial setbacks, emotional breakdowns from so much stress in life, one problem after another, car breakdown, the washing machine breakdown, the refrigerator breaks down, the roof begins to leak. Amen. Uh, a, a bad report from the doctor you get and relationships break down and children start acting crazy. You, you're not making enough money already and the rent goes up higher. Gas prices go up higher. Food prices go up higher. Just one thing after another and it seems like the odds are stacked against you in life. It seems like that, 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 that you will never get ahead no matter how hard you try. Amen. It seems like the devil is coming up against you on every side, and it is impossible for you to win, regardless of what you try. What do you do when it seems like the odds are against you? Well, I've discovered that, when it, when, that, 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 that we can find hope and encouragement in the Scriptures amidst the things that can go that can and do go wrong in life. And as I mentioned last Sunday, you're going to be attacked. Things are going to happen in your life. Just keep on living. You know, life is not just carefree. No, it's not just carefree. We're going to have some problems, some serious problems many times. Some serious problems many times. I know people that have, that have been strong Christians that in the midst of certain things, they felt like giving up. Amen. 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 And if, if strong people or people you think are strong in the Lord uh, go through things like that, what about those who are, who are not so strong in the Lord? Well, in the Scriptures passage for today, we find King Abijah and the people of Judah at war with King Jeroboam and the people of Israel. Now, this might seem strange to some of you, however, uh, you know, because most of the time we talk about the people of Israel and, and we're dealing with, the, with, the, with the, uh, uh, the undivided nation. But this is after Solomon's death. And after Solomon's death, the, the kingdom is divided. Uh, Rehoboam, uh, Solomon's son, uh, is the, is the uh, king of uh, Jeroboam. The Solomon's son is a, 
Let me get it right now. Rehoboam is the Solomon's son, is the king of Judah at that time, and Jeroboam is the, is the king of Israel. God used Jeroboam because Rehoboam had departed from the Lord. And this was a part of God's punishment against his people. And you see many times in Scripture that God will, 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 will allow, this time it wasn't a foreign nation, but this man, Jeroboam, had rebelled against David, had, had, had fled to, to Egypt, and, and God called him out of Egypt uh, to come back and to, uh, uh, and, and to use him to be the king over Israel as, as the kingdom was divided because Rehoboam had the opportunity uh, to, to have a united kingdom. Uh, when his father died, he went to the elders of, of, of Israel and, and, and asked them about you know, how he should rule the people and, and all of the, the burden that was on them from building everything that Solomon had them build. And, and, and the elders said to, to him, uh, lighten the load. You know, if you, if you lighten the load on this people, if you love them, they will love you and they will follow you. But he didn't listen to the elders. He went to his friends. This is a young man. And he went to his young friends and they told him, uh, tell the people, if my father's, if my father's, now, I didn't read it this morning. I'm going from memory. So and last Sunday I went from memory and I mentioned two stones and it was five stones. I should have went back and read the scripture. But that's why you read the scripture. You need to read it. The early church, and the early church searched the scriptures daily to see if what the apostles told them was the truth. Amen? Because we are human beings, praise the Lord. So he said, if my father's thumb was heavy or hand was heavy on you, my little finger will be heavier on you. You know, meaning that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put more burden on you. I'm going to make you work harder. I'm going to be, I'm going to be, stir, more, I'm going to be sterner on you. And the people looked at him and said, what have we to do with you? What part have we to do with you? And they left. They departed. And Jeroboam became that king. So you have a divided, you have a divided kingdom at this point. So, so this is why in this particular scripture here, you see that there is war going on between uh, Israel and Judah. And, and as you study this and, and, and read the background of it, you see that what Judah is trying to do, what King Abijah and Judah, what King Abijah's intent is, is to, is to cause the people of Israel to realize that, 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 that God had made a covenant with David and that, that, that they should be following and remaining as a united kingdom. So it's almost an effort to bring them back, amen, under, under, uh, back into a united kingdom. I'll say it like that. That's what this war is really all about. Okay. So this is this now. So in the southern kingdom, which is Judah, there are two tribes. All right. Benjamin and Judah. But what happened when the kingdom divided, all of the priests and the Levites in the north left the northern kingdom, and they went to Judah. And so when you study the history, this is, gets into a whole lot of good history for you to understand. This is why the people of Judah always felt that they were uh, 
God's faithful people and the purebred Jews because then the people in the north began to intermarry with other people, which was against God's law. They began to serve other gods. Jeroboam allowed them to make golden calves and what have you. They began to serve other gods. And, and so the people in the south always felt like they were the faithful Jews. They were the pure Jews. And this kind of spread into self-righteousness as time went on, okay? But so this is the situation you have. So Abijah is the great grand, is the grandson of Solomon and the great grandson of David. All right. Rehoboam is a is a is a man that wasn't even part of the Davidic line. All right. Even though he was a Jew. So this is the situation. Judah has four hundred thousand troops. Israel has eight hundred. Thousand troops, twice as many as, is, as as Judah, as you can see. And this would seem logical since in the northern kingdom there are ten tribes. There are more people to draw from, all right? More fighting men and what have you. When they set up the battle, set up for battle, Rehoboam, he has been king for 18 years. Rehoboam is a skilled warrior. He knows military strategy. He knows how to fight. So when they set up for battle, Rehoboam sets an ambush behind Judah. So he has 400 men in front and 400 men behind that at the beginning of this battle, Judah doesn't realize. Ahab and Judah don't realize they have set up an ambush behind them. But think about this, 800,000 against 400,000. Judah and the 400,000 are caught in the middle, 400,000 in the front, 400,000 in the back. A king has been serving and leading his troops in battle for 18 years is against a rookie king who's probably only been serving for one year at this point. Remember, he only serves for three years. Okay, It seems that the odds were stacked against Abijah and Judah. What do you do in this kind of a situation? You know, here you are, you're in your little group, and there are twice as many opposing you. And they're ready to jump on you. <laughs> they're ready to fight. What do you do? What do you do? And you don't realize that there's an ambush that has been set up. So Rehoboam thought he had this thing fixed. Right. Okay. But we learn, we learn the lesson from Abijah. You're going to be in some tough situations in life. You're going to be in situations where the devil has ambushed you. You're going to be in situations. You're going to be in situations where all of the odds seem to be stacked against you. So what do you do? What do you do? First of all, we want to learn the lesson from Abijah. I'm not trying to make this complicated or deep. Just some things that you notice in the scripture. Abijah did not allow the adverse circumstances to affect his mental state or his faith disposition. He didn't allow the adverse circumstances 
to affect his mental state or his faith disposition. His confidence was in God. The Bible records that Abijah set the battle in order. Means that Abijah goes out first. Even though he knows that there was a multitude of people against him, a multitude of soldiers. Now, at this point, he doesn't know about the ambush. But he knows that Israel has more troops. But he sets the battle in order. means that he took the field and he opened the campaign knowing that the odds were against him. Why did he do it? He did it because he knew that God was on his side. And he says later on that not only is God on our side, but God is our head. God is our head. God is the one who leads us. We're not doing this on our own strength. We're not doing this through our own ability or skill or military strategy. God is our head. So when God is on your side and God is your head, God is your Savior, we just finished singing, victory belongs to Jesus. Victory belongs to him. Victory belongs to me. When God is on your side, don't allow the contradictory, don't allow contradictory or adverse circumstances to affect your mental state or your faith disposition. What does the word disposition mean? Disposition is a person's inherent qualities of mind and character. The way in which something is placed or arranged. Okay? So the way things have been placed in me since I became a child of God and, and matured in God is that my faith in God is first. Above all else. I don't wait till trouble comes to have faith in God. I have faith in God because God is God and I am his child. I believe him. When things are going well, I believe him and I know that there's a possibility of things going bad. So I'm believing him the whole time. Faith is an inherent quality. It should be an inherent quality in every believer. In every believer. Faith. Faith. Contradictory things are going to happen. War is going to come against you. The devil is going to attack you. But faith is your inherent quality. Faith in the Almighty God. Faith in the ability of the Almighty God. Faith in the character of the Almighty God. Faith in the word of the Almighty God. What God said he will do. God is not a man that he would lie, that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. My faith is in him. Your complete confidence must be in, in God without question and without doubt. You know, The Bible teaches us how to, how to, how to fill our minds with the, with the right thoughts because the devil fights his battle in our minds. That's the battleground. He's going to attack your mind. So the Bible teaches us, says, brethren, whatever things are good, whatever things are honest, whatever, thing, whatever things are true, whatever things are of good report, think on these things. You don't go around in life thinking on the negative. You get up in the morning thinking, oh, if I get on the road today, I'm going to have a car accident. You don't think like that. No. 
You think on what's good. You think on what's true. You think on what's honest. You think on what's of a good report. And many times you have to bring your mind back in. I mean, you have to speak to your mind, speak to those thoughts, rebuke those thoughts, bring those thoughts captive to the obedience of Jesus Christ. Without question and without doubt, we must place complete confidence in God. Don't wait until the battle comes and think you're going to switch over from doubt to faith. It's not going to work like that. The Lord is faithful, the Bible says, and will not allow you to be tempted. And many times when you think of temptation, you think of, 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 of sin coming to try to lure you into sin. You don't think of the attacks of the enemy. Another word there is to be tested. The Lord will not allow you to be tested above which you are able and will, with the temptation or with the test, provide a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. My faith has to be in this. My faith has to be that whatever test comes my way, God, the sovereign God, the almighty God, the everlasting Father, the covenant God who loves me, amen, will not allow me to be tested above that which I'm able and will with the test provide a way of escape that I might be able to bear it. That's from 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. Amen. So Abijah didn't allow the adverse circumstances to affect his mental state. His faith was in God. His faith was in God. This is, even though there were a lot of kings that disobeyed God, that, fe that fell away from God, amen, that were wicked kings, this is one of the kings whose faith was in God. Amen. Amidst, the second point is amidst the contradictory circumstances, listen to this. Abijah spoke truth to Jeroboam. He spoke truth to Jeroboam. Now, when I, when, when, when I wrote that, the Lord immediately reminded me of this. Jesus said, you shall know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Some verses say set, but the essence of the word is make you free. Truth. Everybody say Truth. Yeah, John 8 and 32. Amen. That's recorded. Now, 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 what did, what did Abijah need to be free from? Okay. He needed to be free from the negative and defeating thoughts that come when odds are stacked against you. Think about it. If, 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 if this man, this king, only has 400,000 troops, and, Jer and Jeroboam has 800,000 troops. In the natural, negative thoughts are going to come. I don't have enough men. I'm not strong enough. Okay? I'm not wise enough. This man has been a military leader, has been a king for 18 years. He's been a military leader before then. I don't have the same skill. I don't have the same ability. I don't have the same. All of these thoughts come. I've talked to people, and they've been offered positions on jobs, and they say, I can't do it. Before you even get in there and try, you're saying you can't do it. Because you're looking, you have a grasshopper mentality. They are bigger than me. They are smarter than me. Amen. They, 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 they've been in this longer than me. I, I don't add up. I don't measure up. 
But Jesus said, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. What Abijah did was Abijah spoke truth to Jeroboam. Now, as Abijah is speaking truth, guess what? Abijah is hearing truth. Amen. I can't preach truth to you without hearing it first myself. And I told you this over and over again. Whenever I preach, I, have, I, have, I had to prepare the sermon. So I preached it to myself two, three, and four, and five times before you ever hear it. Amen. So as Abijah speaks truth, Abijah is hearing truth, and hearing truth makes us free. Hallelujah. Abijah didn't have a grasshopper mentality. A lot of people in the church still have a grasshopper mentality. It's so easy to come to church and sing victory belongs to Jesus and victory belongs to me. It's easy to sing every song there is about courage and victory and all of the wonderful hymns. It's easy to do that. We're in a safe environment. But when the enemy comes, when the attacks of the enemy are against you, can you still say with confidence victory belongs to Jesus and victory belongs to me? You need to say it. Because you need to hear it over and over and over and over again. Because the devil fights his battle where? In your mind. So your mind needs to be set. So, so, so Abijah is speaking, is speaking truth to Jeroboam. Abijah knew the God of his ancestors. You know, as I read that, that's a, that's a totally different sermon because, you know, I, I want to preach that in this message, but I can't preach two sermons today. But, you know, the God of our ancestors, that's what he says. That's what the Bible says. They relied on the God of their ancestors. You know, we got a whole lot of people that want to say, amen, that we are, that the Muslims in particular, and then people that are following the Hebrew Israelites and what have you, all of this foolishness that people have not really have not really dug into and understood. And I can see when Christianity went on to the continent of Africa and the way the, uh, the, the missionaries and Caucasians went and they conquered, they conquered um, the, the tribes and the nations. And, and I can see when the Catholic Church uh, launched the campaigns, uh, um, the crusades and killed so many people and forced them to become Christians or took their lands. I can understand why many of the Muslims feel the way they feel. That Christianity is a white man's religion. And those of us who are Christians, we are following a white man's religion. But that is not the truth. Amen. Because people are wrong does not mean God is wrong. So we have to go back and study God. We have to know God. We have to know the God who was not the God of our ancestors back then, amen, but became the God of our ancestors. Amen. Amen. And we need to study God and know God for who he is, not for who man has proclaimed him to be. Because people are wrong doesn't mean God is wrong. Amen, amen. So Abijah spoke the truth, and, 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 and he spoke the truth because he knew, he knew his God, amen? Uh, and we have to have the same spirit of faith, amen? We must have the same spirit of faith, glory to God. We must believe the record of God's faithfulness to his children and God's promises to his children. We have the record. And we need to study the record. There are so many Christians that never study the record. They may read the Bible, but they don't study it. Many of us never read the Bible. So how do you know what's in the Bible except what you hear? What if what you hear is wrong? 
We must study the record and believe the record because God is faithful and we must speak what we believe amidst contradictory circumstances. So Abijah speaks and is here written in the, in, in the book. And he starts out giving the account of the history of Israel. All right, and I'm not going to read all of this. I read it earlier. You can go back. But he said to Jeroboam, should you not know that the Lord God of Israel gave dominion over Israel to David forever? Amen. Amen. The promise to David was that his descendants would always reign, have a reign in Judah. Well, did God fulfill his promise? In Jesus, the son of David, God fulfilled his promise. You read the record, you can see the genealogy of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Uh, and he said, yet Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, the servant of Solomon, the son of David, rose up and rebelled against his, against his Lord. Then worthless rose gathered to him and strengthened themselves against Rehoboam, the son of Solomon, when Rehoboam was young and inexperienced and could not withstand them. Jeroboam was... Rehoboam was young and inexperienced when he became a king. He listened to his friends because he was young and inexperienced. He should have listened to the elders. Amen. He should have listened, but he didn't. And these people who didn't care about him rose up against him, Abijah said. They gave him the wrong advice. Because of his young and his inexperience, he listened to them. And he goes on to recount the truth Amen, to Rehoboam. Maybe this is an effort to cause the people of Rehoboam, the people following Rehoboam to stop, the people following Jeroboam to, 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 to come to their senses and realize what had taken place. But they didn't listen. Verse 12, he says, now look, God himself is our head and his priests with the sounding trumpets to sound, with the sounding trumpets to sound, to sound the alarm against you, O children of Israel, do not fight against the Lord God of your fathers, for you shall not prevail. Yeah. So if you fight in this battle, Jeroboam, you're not just fighting against me and Judah. You're fighting against the Lord God of your fathers. All that Christians would realize when the devil attacks us, he's not just fighting against us, he's fighting against the Lord our God. Amen. Because Jesus lives inside of us in the presence of Holy Spirit. We belong to him. Amen. Only we would realize that, that the war that Satan, that, that, that Satan is fighting is against God. Now we rely on God. God is our head. Satan, if you attack me, you're attacking God, and I'm relying on God. To fight this battle for me. Jeremiah, I mean, Abijah spoke truth. And this is truth helped him be free in his mind. Because otherwise, he would listen to the contradictory reports. I hope somebody is listening this morning. The third thing we learn from the text is that the battle will take place. The battle will take place. Are you listening? Amen. Just because you're a Christian does not mean that when you pray that God is going to deliver you from the battle. He may deliver you in the battle, but the battle will take place. Hallelujah. Make up your mind that you're going to go through some battles in life. Amen. Make it up in your mind that you're going to be attacked by the enemy in your life. Not that you're walking around, walking around looking for the attacks. 
You turn the corner, you're trying to see if the devil is there. That's not the way we live. But we know that in this world, we will have tribulation. In this world, persecution will come. Amen. Satan hates God, so he consequently can't reach God, but he hates us who follow God. The battle will take place. The enemy will attack. The enemy may even set up an ambush against you. And the ambush might surprise you because the ambush in the text, the Bible says in verse 14, and when Judah looked around to their surprise, when Judah looked around to their surprise, the battle line was at both front and rear. Yeah, the the, the ambush surprised them. They were not expecting to be ambushed. But did the ambush scare them? Mm. The Bible says, the Bible says, and they cried out to the Lord and, hmm, glory to God, and the priest sounded the trumpets, then the men of Judah gave a shout. So they, 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 they were surprised, they cried out to the Lord, but the priest knew what to do. The priest sounded the trumpet. The trumpet was the alarm. Get ready to fight. The trumpet was the rallying cry, glory to God, to bring that mind back together and get fighting men ready to fight. Are you a fighting man? Are you a fighting woman? When the battle rises, glory to God, when the attacks come, glory to the name of Jesus, amen, and the trumpet sounds, get your mind together and get ready to fight. That's not the time to get scared. It's time to fight. Glory to the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Fighting men go to the battle lines to fight. They don't go to the battle line to run and hide. Glory to the name of Jesus. The trumpet blast was a familiar sound to the people. That's why, you know, this is promised to, to, to the people, to the Hebrew people. In Numbers chapter 10, verse 9, it says, When you go to war in your land against the enemy who oppressed you, then you shall sound an alarm with the trumpets, and you will be, then you will be remembered before the Lord your God, and you will be saved from your enemies. So when they blew the trumpets, when they sounded the alarm, the men knew what to do, and they knew the promise. Glory to the Lord. We stand on the promises of God. Amen. We got to know the promise. Amen. In the midst of the battle, we've got to know that God will deliver us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So when they blew the trumpets, it rallied the troops, and they gave us battle shout. Some base, in some places in Scripture, battle cries are, are spelled out. Amen. When Gideon was fighting the Amalekites, he told them what to do and when to get ready to go to the battle. And when, they, when, the, alarm, when the alarm was sounded, the men shouted, the sword of the Lord and the sword of Gideon. That was the battle cry. Amen. Here, it's just that they shouted. Someone needs to shout when a trumpet sounds. For when God's people give the battle shout, God struck, when God's people gave the battle shout, God struck Jeroboam and allowed Israel, and, 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 and all of Israel before Abijah 
and Judah. And Abijah with half the numbers of troops defeated Israel, slaughtering 500,000 troops. The record says the children of Israel were subdued at that time and the children of Judah prevailed because they relied on the Lord God of their fathers. They prevailed because they relied on the Lord God of their fathers. When the odds of life are against you, rely on God. Rely on God. I don't care how many odds are against you. I don't care how formidable that foe is. I don't care if it's a giant like Goliath. Rely on the Lord your God. You got to rely on God. David relied on God. David said to, to Goliath, you come to me with a sword and a spear. I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts. He will give me to you this day, and I will feed your carcass to the birds of the air. You got to rely on God. You got to rely on God. He's the almighty God. He's the one who's worthy of our reliance. There's nobody like him. There's no one like him. Saul was on the ship. Amen. Told the people, don't, don't sail. Don't sail. Now is not the time to sail, but they sailed anyway. And a storm came up. But, the angel, but, 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 but Saul had an assignment that had to be fulfilled. Amen. That ship could not be destroyed and the men killed. And the angel of the Lord spoke to Saul that night and said that everybody will be saved, but they've got to remain in the ship. The part of the problem with people today is they jump ship. They don't rely on God. They start relying on other people and other things. So many people have jumped ship. Then when trouble comes, the enemy prevails. Because once you jump the ship, if, you, if, you're, if, you're, if your inherent characteristic is not faith in God, when trouble comes, it's difficult to switch gears. You know, sometimes you don't, you're so far out there, you don't even know that you need to shift gears. And if you shifted gears, sometimes you don't even know how to pray. You don't know how to call on God. Many times you got to repent first, then call on God. Are you listening? We got to rely on God. God is faithful. God is true. What God said, God will do. And you got to rely on him down to the very end. Mm, you got to just rely on him. The old song says he may not come when you want him, but he will come in time. Oh, yes. He never lost a battle, the other song says. And I know he never will. He said he'd fight my battle. If I do what? If I just keep still. Amen. When the Lord speaks, he says, be still and know that I am God. God means for us to be still. Might be hard. You might feel like running, but God said, don't run. Be still. You may feel like throwing a punch, but God said, don't throw a punch. Be still. You might feel like cussing somebody out, but don't curse. Amen. God said, be still. I know. I am God. I will be exalted among the heathens. I will be exalted in the earth. That's the God we serve. Rely on him. Judah prevailed. Because they relied on the Lord God 
of their fathers. Hallelujah. If you're not strong enough in the Lord and mature enough in the Lord to think you can rely on him and know him for yourself, think about your mama, think about your daddy, think about your grandmama, think about your granddaddy if they relied on God. Amen. You say, if mama could rely on God, I can rely on God. If daddy could rely on God, I can rely on God. I will rely on the God of my fathers. Hallelujah. Amen. The old people would also sing the song, I will trust in the Lord till I die. Oh, yes, I used to hear those old people singing that song in the church. Amen. Every Sunday they were singing, I will trust in the Lord until I die. And I didn't understand what they were talking about because I was too young. But now I know what they were talking about. Amen. Trouble was in their lives. Amen. They were having a hard time. Amen. The odds were stacked against them. But they had faith in God. And they said, until I die, my inheritance characteristic is that my faith is in the almighty God and I will trust him until I die. Take me out of here, but I will trust the Lord. Slay my body, but I'm going to trust the Lord. Talk about me, but I'm going to trust the Lord. My faith is in almighty God. I rely on God. Hallelujah. God will give me the victory. Because he's already won the victory. He's fought the battle. The victory has already been won. When he died on the cross, Jesus said, it is finished. He's already fought. He's already won. He's king of kings. He's lord of lords. He's God of gods. That's the name of Jesus. Rely on him. Rely on him. Some people put their trust in princes. Some in horses, some in men, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. The name of the Lord our God is a strong tower in our darkest hour. Have you ever been in a dark place in your life and there was nobody else to call on but God? But the name of the Lord our God is a strong tower in our darkest hour. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't care how God is, how dark it gets. The name of the Lord, hallelujah, is a strong tower. Call on his name. His name is Jesus. His name is Emmanuel. His name is Jehovah. Call on his name. It's a strong tower. Hallelujah. In our darkest hour. In our darkest hour. In our darkest hour. When the odds against you rely on the Lord our God. Part of the problem in America today is that we stop relying on God. Hallelujah. We don't, we don't even want to call the name Jesus anymore. I don't mean any harm. I was at a wedding yesterday and I was listening to the preacher and he started praying and didn't call anybody's name. I'm not standing in judgment on anybody. Got down to Holy Communion. Never called the name Jesus. And in my spirit, I was saying, you can't be a Christian and don't call the name Jesus. You got to call the name of Jesus. Jesus said, if you're ashamed of me before men, I'll be ashamed of you before my Father in heaven. The part of the problem in America today is that we don't want to call on the name of Jesus. Jesus become a stumbling block or is a stumbling block for so many people. They stumble at his name, but his name is still Jesus.
Jesus. Hallelujah. You shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. We need salvation today. We need rescue today. We need deliverance today. But in the church, we're ashamed of Jesus. We got to stop being ashamed of him. I don't care whether you like me or not. I'm going to call on his name. I'm going to pray in his name. I'm going to talk in his name. I'm going to live in his name. Because victory, victory belongs to Jesus. If we rely on him, victory belongs to us. Hallelujah. We need deliverance in this nation. And the church needs to call on Jesus. Don't be ashamed of him. He's our savior. The odds are stacked against us. People are dying of COVID every day. People are dying of other diseases every day. We don't know what to do. This variant comes up. That variant comes up. The medical profession, the scientists can't get this thing under control. But I know a God. Oh, yeah. I know a God. Hallelujah. Who reigns supreme. And he reigns alone. I know a God. All he has to do is say, stop. COVID-19, stop. And COVID will stop right here. Woo. Hallelujah. 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 I know that doubters are saying it's not just that simple, but it's just that simple. God spoke and the world came into being. God said, let there be, and that was. Hallelujah. We got to rely on God. We got to rely on God. Thank God for the scientists, but we see that lack of ability. We have to rely on God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. Thank God for the word today. Hallelujah. Thank God for the word today. When the odds are stacked against you, rely on God. You will prevail. Don't look at the contradictory circumstances. Yeah, don't look at it. Don't consider it. Don't, don't give it any thought. Yeah, 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 yeah. Speak truth. Ooh, Lord have mercy. Speak the truth. You shall know truth and the truth shall make you free. It's going to make you free in your mind. Every time you speak truth, you're hearing truth. You're getting free from all that negative stuff. Speak the truth. Hallelujah. Speak the truth. Glory to the name of Jesus. Know that the battle will take place. Hallelujah. But when the enemy attacks, hallelujah, sound the alarm and rally the troops to go to battle because God has already given the victory to you. Hallelujah. Glory to the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This morning, this morning, maybe there is someone well, you're listening to us online and you're going through some things in your life. This message has spoken truth to you. Maybe you don't agree with everything I preached, but just agree that you need to rely on God. 
Let faith be your inherent quality, not just when trouble comes, but every day of your life. In the time of trouble, your faith will rise up. And always speak truth now. Bring the truth to the facts. I remember sermon Bishop Jake's preached a long time ago. Yeah, there are a lot of facts, but bring the truth to the facts. I don't want to stop back preaching again. Uh, yeah. The doctor will tell you a lot of things. They give you all the facts, all the test results. But bring all that to the truth. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth. Bring it to Jesus and the life. He's faithful. He's faithful. Hallelujah. He won't allow you to be tested above that which you're able. If you're going through a test today and you are a believer, you're able to go through it. Amen. You got to tell yourself that. The Lord said he wouldn't allow me to be tested above that which I'm able. So if I'm going through this, I must be able. Ooh, I'm not saying it won't get hard, but you got to trust the Lord. Then. And I'm able. Can you say I'm able? Mm. Oh, God. Oh, Lord God Almighty. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, God. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Woo. Yes. 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 There's someone this morning, you want to give your life to Jesus. We need to go back to Christ. You may have tried everything you know to try. You see that it's not doing you any good. Take my advice. Give your life to Jesus. That sounds odd. I was talking with a young man yesterday, and we talked about this a couple of times, and I gave him some advice based on the scriptures a little while ago, and he took my advice, and, and, and he said, Bishop, since I took your advice, things have been so much better. I said, I, I, want, I, said, I wish you would tell your, your young friends that. He said, yeah. He said, I tell them, but they don't believe me. They don't believe I said, I said, but keep on telling. I said, if you reach just one, I said, if you reach just one, amen, that makes the difference. Because yeah. people don't believe truth. This day and this time, people want to believe what their senses feel. They don't believe truth. Got to be even, Lord, I'm sorry. Just another situation came back. I, I can't preach everything today. But, but you got to believe truth based on the word based on the word. Amen. Even spiritual people who think they're spiritual can get off base once they get away from the word. Because our witness is in the word. Amen. We got to stay in the witness in the word. And the whole denominations can get off base because they don't follow the witnesses in the word. You don't go on, on your, your, your experience and your senses alone because, because your, your experience and your senses alone can be tricked by the enemy. Because the devil fights his battles in your mind. Yeah. Truth. Truth makes you free. And that's all we're asking you. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except by me. There's no other name given among men whereby we must be saved. So being Baptist doesn't save you. 
Growing up in a Baptist house doesn't save you. Growing up in a Presbyterian home doesn't save you. I don't care if your parents dedicated you as a baby to the Lord. That doesn't save you. Because you reach the age where you must receive Christ and confess Christ for yourself. Baptism doesn't even save you. Baptism is a response to your commitment to the Lord Jesus Christ. It is a symbol of a, spirit, of a spiritual cleansing, a spiritual washing that took place on the inside when you received Jesus. It's only Jesus. Only Jesus. So that's truth because that's Bible. If you want to live eternally with God in heaven, it's only through faith, which means that you accept the sacrifice and the provision that Jesus made for you on the cross of Calvary. The word of God says, the law of God declares the soul that sins shall surely die. Jesus Christ, the son of the most high God, God in flesh, died on the cross for you. Taking your place, taking your punishment, a punishment that you deserve, a punishment that I deserve. He took it for us on the cross. He finished the work of salvation forever. Now, there is no other name given among men, among people, among humanity, whereby we must be saved through Jesus Christ. If you're unsaved today and you want to accept Jesus, it's your decision, it's your will. If you choose not to accept Jesus, we can't do anything about that. We'll just keep praying that one day you will receive Jesus. But in the end, if you die outside of Christ, the Bible declares that your eternal destination is hell's fire and damnation. Our only means is through faith in Jesus. Faith in Jesus. Will you accept Jesus today? If you will, just pray this prayer with us as we pray together. Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. I cannot save myself. But Lord Jesus, I believe that you died on the cross in my place because God's law says I deserve death because of my sin. Jesus, thank you for paying the price, paying the debt that I owe, for dying, satisfying the righteous requirement of God's law for me. Lord Jesus, come into my life. Be my Savior. Save me from my sin. I believe that you died, that God raised you from the dead. And I believe that today you've heard my cry. You've heard my prayer. And I believe that by faith right now I am saved. I receive you, Jesus. Amen. The Bible says, as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become the sons and daughters of God. 
because they're born again now. This is a spiritual birth that takes place. It's not of the will of the flesh, nor the will of man. It's the will of God that this would happen. This is what God has put in place. If you prayed that prayer, write to us and let us know about your decision so that we can follow up with you. It's important that you take the next step, that you connect with the body of Christ where you can grow, be nurtured, and mature in your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Because it's not just about being saved. It's about bringing other people also to salvation. It's about the work of the kingdom. Write to us. Let us know. If you're not in this area, write to us. Uh, on our website, there is a place where you can write to us. In the, in the comment line, you can let us know. Uh, you can send us a private message. We will check up on it. We'll get back to you and follow up with you. Thank you for listening today. Amen. Uh, I want to pray for all of us in the sanctuary, those who are watching online, every believer. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you that we can rely on you. Lord, we're facing situations even now. Many of us, many of our lives are facing situations where it seems like the odds are against us. We pray that we will be like a binder, that we won't give thought to the contradictory circumstances but we'll focus on our spiritual dispositions of faith in you. We pray that we'll be like Abijah, that we will speak truth. Hallelujah. So that we hear truth and we believe truth, regardless of what's going on around us. Lord, we know that the battles will come. But as the battle comes, help us to rally our minds. As we hear in our spirit man, our spirit woman, as we hear the trumpet sound calling the troops to battle. Most of all, help us to rely on you. Because as we rely on you, we will prevail. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the power of your word. I pray for those that are sick among us. Lord, today in the name of Jesus, I speak healing. I plead the blood of Jesus against every sickness and every disease. In the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. God, you said the prayer of faith shall save the sick. We thank you, God, for the prayer of faith. We believe you, Lord. We've seen you heal. We've seen you deliver. God, in the name of Jesus, not just in the sanctuary, but those that are watching online. We thank you for healing today. We thank you for deliverance today. In the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you for financial breakthroughs. We thank you for restored relationships, restored marriages. We thank you for reconciliation, Lord God. We thank you for those that are falling away from the faith, that they're returning to the faith. In the name of Jesus. God, we give you praise right now. We give you glory right now. We magnify your name. Thank you. That as the victory belongs to Jesus, the victory belongs to us. It's in the matchless name of Jesus, our Lord and our Savior, that we pray. Amen. I pray that you've been blessed by the message. And if you have, write to us. Let us know how this message has impacted your life. 
or if you've made a decision for Christ today to follow Jesus as your Savior and your Lord, write to us and let us know that as well and give us your information so that we can follow up with you. You may write to us at Tabernacle of Praise at msn.com. That's Tabernacle of Praise at msn.com. Give us your email address or a way to contact you so that we can follow up with you. Also, we would like for you to sow into this ministry. If you've been blessed by this work, by the preaching of the gospel and the teaching of the gospel, and you would like to help further this cause, we're not just preaching here in the United States. We are preaching around the world. Through this podcast, our messages are being heard in many places around the world. We are actively working in eight countries in the world, on the ground in Liberia, Malawi, Burkina Faso, Ghana, Guinea, uh, Kenya, and Dominican Republic. So if you'd like to help us in this work, feel free to sow a seed to help further the preaching and teaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ and the expanding of the kingdom of God. If you would like to give, go to topraise.org forward slash give. Again, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Continue to pray with us and for us as we continue to spread this gospel of Jesus Christ around the world. God bless you.